Welcome to The Mothers, a podcast that centers the voices of women from across America whose children were killed by police. I'm independent journalist Georgia Ford. Georgia Ford. And I'm Nico Georgiadis of Unicorn Riot. During this episode, we hear from Kimberly Davis, whose 20-year-old son Kimani Davis was killed in Ohio during a high-speed chase initiated by Damon Caruso, who's a Hanging Rock officer. The 17-year-old passenger in the car with Kimani at the time of the accident also died. The incident occurred June 28th, but they kept him on life support for a day, and he died June 29th of 2015. No one really picked up the case. I'm still trying to fight for him to have some type of uh, justice because none of it sounds right. But basically, it's like they kill our kids and we're just supposed to go on with the fact that they're dead and don't have any idea of what truly happened to them. And that's part of the reason why Post was formed, so we can have an outlet of trying to get justice. What exactly happened to him? Um, my son and his friend, Airshine Warren, who was uh, 17 years old, was riding in Ohio. They were riding in Hanging Rock, Ohio, and an officer by the name of Damon Caruso, who was at the time Ohio State Patrol officer, he stated that my son was going 11 miles over the speed limit, and he chased my son 20 miles. He chased him from Hanging Rock through, um, what is it, Cold Grove, and it ended in South Point. And the Cold Grove officers, they denied to go through the chase. They all said it wasn't worth it. But Damon Caruso kept going from Hanging Rock till my son's life was gone. And he stated that my son lost control and he never got anywhere near him. But there's tire prints that shows different, you know. And the whole makeup of how they say my son, Carl Land, none of that adds up to me at all. Uh, they said my son was in an um, Explorer and he allegedly flew off an overpass, but what they said was his landing area was a perfect rectangle, like a perfect rectangle. And I can't imagine a big uh, truck like that just having a perfect size angle-to-angle angle rectangle as their uh, point of impact. That's a lot of things that don't make sense. That was Kimberly Davis, the mother of Kimani Davis, who wasn't from Ohio, and the police say that he was driving without a license. That's right. He was from Detroit. According to reports, no drugs or weapons were found in the vehicle he was driving. According to statements from the police department, the chase was initiated by Officer Caruso after claiming that Kimani was speeding, going 77 in a 60. Police officers in neighboring districts like Cole Grove and South Point assisted in the pursuit, but backed off before the crash, citing excessive speed. The pursuit reached speeds up to about 113 miles per hour. And uh, this was the fourth documented chase by Caruso in his short time at the department. Dash cam video has never been seen. Even though when the accident happened, CNN had it scrolling across their, uh, their website, but my son was a John Doe. But I don't know why he was a John Doe, because he had ID in his pocket. 
But those are questions that to this day, four years later, I'm still trying to get answers to. What do you think is like the hardest thing about you know this happening? <sighs> the fact that you wake up every day and have to relive that your child is gone. You know, Kimani was my only child, so every day I have a constant reminder that he's not here. And every day I have a constant reminder that he'll never walk through my door again. And that hurts the most. And the fact that he's gone, and although his friends and family remember but his life mattered, you know? How can you just close a, a case and take the officer word? Uh, that hurts, that, that truly hurts. Kimberly spoke with so much poise when we were talking to her and, and the grace that she had, and, and yet you could still feel this like deep entrenched pain that she was going through. You could see it in her eyes. Yeah, and, and she shared with us what she misses most about her son and how his son, possibly too young to remember his father, will grow up with a void in his life, never being able to bond with his father like every son should be able to. Should be able to. Well, my son wanted to deal in fashion. He was very business orientated. There was never a person who met my son that didn't like him. Kimani was a good father, he was a good friend, brother. He was it all, but he just liked to be around people and people liked to be around him. He was, I won't call him a free spirit, but I never had any problems out of him. He never been in trouble before, never had any ordeals with the law. This was his very first and unfortunately last. What's your last memory of your son? What's the last time you saw him? Uh, the last time I saw my son was probably a month or two prior to him uh, going out of town. And, you know, we talked and we were good friends. You know, I was 17 when I had my son, so we kind of grew up together. And it was just a joy. He, he was a definite joy to me. He was a good son. Even though he's my only child, but his father had other children. He was a wonderful little brother to all of them. You know, anybody who met Kimani loved Kimani. Kimani wasn't disrespectful or anything like that. He was basically the life of the party. If you see Kimani, you know you're about to go hang out and do something. He wasn't a kid that got in fights or anything like that. So for him to be in a police incident was very bizarre to me because I, I never even had an incident with him being in trouble before. And for his first time being in trouble for it to be his last time is kind of shocking. Black lives, they matter here! Black lives, they matter here! Black lives, they matter you're listening to episode six of the Mother's Podcast presented by Unicorn Riot, featuring hosts Georgia Fort and me, Nico Georgiadis. Music in this episode is by DJ Skiz, with raps by MC Longshot, recording by Malcolm Wells, and post-production by Different Worlds Music Group. Nico and I met Kimberly Davis when we were in Detroit for a kite flying event for Yolanda McNair's daughter. Mm-hmm. 
Kim was among a dozen other mothers who flew in to support Yolanda. And Kim, like all the other mothers, spoke with us about the lack of accountability she received in her son's case. Her son's case. I still believe that you do need police. I, I've never not thought that the police aren't meant to have, but I do believe the accountability of officers should be really reinforced. There should be no way that officers could kill people, be it on duty or off of duty, and just get slapped on the wrist or anything. You know, it takes more training to be a barber than it does to be a police officer. And I feel as though officers need more training nowadays. There's a diverse group of people, so we need officers to know how to deal with people. But in my opinion, the police changed when they stopped taking them out of the neighborhood. When I grew up, I knew that the guy down the street, he was an officer. He's also my friend, father. But if he saw me down the street, he was going to probably whoop me before my daddy got to me. But now you got officers that's coming 70, 80 miles away from home, and they call it the jungle. You know, you coming into the jungle in their minds. And so, yeah, they fear for their life. And I don't understand how you could be an officer and fear for your life. I just don't understand why would you even take that call if you fear for your life. You know, when did fearing for your life become such an ordeal? I don't recall growing up officers fearing for their lives and killing you. I you know they might kick your ass, but they're not going to kill you. And because death is such a permanent picture, you can't come back from death. And even if you find out that later on what you thought was wrong or right from a person, death is never the answer. We can't get that back. You know, my grandson will never ever have a Father's Day with his father. I'll never have another Mother's Day with my son. And a lot of more people, they don't get anything and there's no warnings or anything and your whole life changes. Now, Nico, the one thing that comes up for me in this case is this reoccurring theme of fatal high-speed chases, right? Some mm -hmm. districts, some departments outlaw them. Mm -hmm. But how is it that we continuously see innocent people being killed during these high-speed pursuits. You could look at Lynnell Frazier in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. the, the young lady who filmed George Floyd's murder a year later, lost an uncle who was just driving in Minneapolis and was struck by a police vehicle who was in a high-speed pursuit. Mm. Innocent man driving in the city, killed because the police officers were we're driving recklessly in a high-speed pursuit, mm -hmm. right? Same thing happened in Maplewood, where you had a Ramsey County Sheriff who was trying to recover a stolen vehicle that six teens were in and ended up the vehicle that they were pursuing crashed and two of the teens in the vehicle died. Mm -hmm. David Powell in Columbus, Georgia, who was a baseball coach who was preparing for a baseball game he left the high school to go get chalk and never made it back for that baseball game mm. because an officer pursuing, yes, again, another stolen vehicle crashed into him and killed him. Mm. Or the vehicle he they were pursuing crashed into him and killed him. So high-speed pursuits 
a tactic used oftentimes to recover a property, Mm -hmm. right? Or apprehend someone has historically taken the lives of innocent people. They're very dangerous. And in many cities and departments, they've been outlawed yet and still, they still happen. In Ramsey County, pointing to that case specifically, we still have yet to hear from Ramsey County whether or not they allow pursuits to happen. They haven't even been transparent about their policy. Mm. So if if the sheriff in that case went against the policy, shouldn't they be held accountable for breaking the, their own policy and causing two teens to die, right? You would think. But, but here we are. And so, you know, when you look at Kimani's case, here you had an officer that accused him of not having a license, speeding, you know, all of these different things, all of these accusations. But the bottom line was this was an officer who had a history mm-hmm. of these high-speed pursuits. And it cost not only Kimani his life, but the passenger who was driving with him. I'm going to be Kimani. I'm going to be a shark. I'm going to be a voice for all of those harm. I'm going to be Kimani. I'm going to be a shark. I'm going to be a voice for the voiceless. I'm going to be Kimani. I'm going to be a shark. I'm going to be a voice for all of those harm. Okay. I'm going to be Kimani. I'm going to be a shark. I'm going to be a voice for the voiceless. I had goals. Who would have thought at 20 years old that I'd never get to see him fully blossom and grow? You know how it goes. You can't be. Black and driving in the white man's hood Or you might be dying But I was chilling with Airshine all day We was hooping, got some food Now we cruising on our way At some point we see lights Now we both catch right Even though we did nothing wrong I know they don't like Quote unquote hard type But I never dealt the drug Or try to convince anyone I was a thug Cause I wasn't I was just a dad and a son And a brother trying to come up And shine bright like the sun So in the commotion I chose to hit the gas Cause I seen them kill niggas for nothing in the past, now we going super fast. The cop getting hella close. I saw the fear in his face, sort of like he seen a ghost. So he folks with the front of his car to try to stop us. That's when I lost control and hit the air like helicopters flying over four lanes. My brain went to my son and mother. I hope they both remember how much I love and cherish them. Take care of them, please, cause I won't be there to do it myself. Man, I hope we both see. I've been one day again until then. Keep on fighting for justice, cause leave it up to them. I'ma be Kamani, I'ma be a shark. I'ma be a voice for all of those harm. I'ma be Kamani, I'ma be a Sean. I'ma be a voice for the voiceless. I'ma be Kamani, I'ma be a Sean. I'ma be a voice for all of those harm. I'ma be Kamani, I'ma be a Sean. I'ma be a voice for the voiceless. That was MC Longshot with a voice for Kimani. Once again, thanks to MC Longshot for another banger. All of the songs in the Mother's podcast series that we have going on are exclusive songs recorded for each episode. Kimberly Davis, you know, as we've been hearing from her, she's found a way to turn her pain into power, as we like to focus on in a lot of these stories. She has been active in an organization called POST, which stands for Protect Our Stolen Treasures. She actually co-founded it and is the vice president along with Yolanda McNair, who was featured in 
Episode three of the Mother's Podcast. When we founded Post Protect Our Stolen Treasures, it was uh, myself, Yolanda Magnier, Martilla Jones, and Kevin Kellum. We all met in New York at a Rise Up October event. And we came back realizing that there's a problem and there was no solution. So we built Post in order to put a solution out there. And since then, Post has grown to four other chapters, and we're still searching for solutions because we're still getting more and more members almost daily. And it's sad, but you know, we gotta be a part of the solution. And the best part of the solution is an open dialogue. What do you, what do you hope open dialogue is? Again, accountability. You know, I can't, can't say accountability enough. And until people start become accountable for their actions, then we're going to have the same cycle over and over again. The only thing that's going to change is the name. And we got to stop that. We got to stop and say enough is enough. Don't let it get to your household before it's enough to you. Enough is enough when your neighbor's bloodshed is on the ground. Enough is enough when you hear it in the next city over. It's, you know, you got to be fed up and tired. Everybody is getting numb to the situation that our people are dying. I just want people to remember Kimani Davis, and I also want them to remember Airshine Warren, and let justice be had for them and for every other family that's like me. And I pray to God that no other family has to sit in this, this new life I got. Because it's not a good life, it's a nightmare, a recurring nightmare. I know when you lose a child, your emotions are everywhere. You know, you don't know if you want to be sad, you're happy, or cry. And sometimes you feel alone and you have everybody right there with you, but you still feel alone. Because no parent should have to bury their child. But I do want them to know if they feel alone, they don't have to be alone because Protect Our Stolen Treasures is here. And we're here to not only be somebody that you can come for information, but just somewhere where you can just be yourself and let us know, and we can let you know, you know, how to go about things. Because when our children passed, we didn't have this structure. And that's what we put post in place for, just to help for the next step. So things that we didn't know, they do know. And I just want them to know that you're not alone. And speak up, you know. Don't hold it in. Let those emotions out. Fight, you know. If you don't fight for your child, who will? You know, I could fight for your child a little bit, but only you could tell your baby story. And that's the, the troubling story from Kimberly Davis as we continue to hear these mothers tell their stories and, and express their grief and their pain and also how important their stories are to be told. Yeah. And I think the inspiring thing is to see them building community mm. with each other and to continuously see them turning their pain into power. Uh, it, it is tragic, and they often say this is a club that nobody wants to be in, mm -hmm. but it has been both an honor and, and, and very encouraging 
to see them find one another, support each other, even under the most tragic circumstances. That's very true. Uh, with POST, as you brought up, the national chapters have helped a lot of people already. And seeing when we had been to Detroit, we saw Kimberly come in and we saw other people, as you already mentioned, from other places across the United States. And Kimberly was one of those uh, huggers. She was pulling people in and she had that spirit. And so, yeah, it's just, it's amazing to see some of that and feel some of that and to just know that although these moms are in all this pain, they still do live and they still do try to support each other. Support each other. Thank you all for joining episode six of The Mother's Podcast. You can find all of the episodes at unicornriot.ninja forward slash the mothers. And to find out more about my work as an independent journalist, head over to my website, georgiafort.com. And you can follow my work, Nico Georgiatis, at Mr. Nico G on social media and nicog.work. Audio recording and engineering by Malcolm Wells. You can find my work at stonywells.com and at stonywells on social media. S-T-O-N-Y-W-E-L-L-Z. What up? This is Longshot, and I provided the raps for the Mother's Podcast. You can support me and my work at mclongshot.com. Peace. My name is Tariq Thornton. I help edit and produce along with DJ Skiz for Different Worlds Music Group. Peace. My name is DJ Skiz. I made all the beats as well as did the mixing and editing of the Mother's Podcast. You can check me out on social media at DJ Skiz, D-J-S-K-I-Z-Z, or at DJSkizBeats.com. You could also follow Unicorn Riot across social media platforms and find our work at UnicornRiot.Ninja. Unicorn Riot is a 501c3 educational nonprofit media organization dedicated to engaging and amplifying the stories of social and environmental struggles from the ground up. Support our work at UnicornRiot.Ninja slash donate. Part of the funding for this podcast is made possible by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Metropolitan Regional Arts Council, thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.